time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. And today we're going to talk about the rosary earlier this month of October, dedicated to Our Lady. We celebrated the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, that marked by the overwhelming victory of the Christians against a fleet of Turkish ships. So way back in 1571, it was the Battle of Lepanto, where the Holy Father implored Catholic Christians all across Europe to pray the rosary for a victory in that battle. Well, they did pray the rosary and it was a great battle against all odds. Uh, The Christians, the Catholics won the day. The rosary is a powerful prayer and a lot of great saints called it their weapon. So how does the um, rosary impact your faith? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father Eric Nielsen. Father Eric, a priest in the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin, pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the university there in Madison, one of our regular contributors here on The Inner Life. Father Eric Nielsen, great to have you back. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chuck. I felt a little under the weather yesterday, but uh, the talk today with you kind of kind of got, got me new energy, so I'm doing really well today. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to spread that around a little bit, but <laughs> but uh, thanks uh, for joining us today. Uh, glad uh, we could get you back with us. Uh, Father Eric was actually sch- scheduled on Monday with us, and we had some technical issues, and uh, we uh, moved him to uh, today, so it's great to have him on the program and uh, talking about praying the rosary today. As we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us, uh, the rosary. What does that mean to you? And again, we'll get those lines open here in just a moment. But uh, Father Eric, get us started. And I guess um, we probably all know what is the rosary. But let me ask you that question from your perspective. What is the rosary? Yeah, maybe some people don't don't know what the rosary is listening to this. So um, just to review it a little bit, it's, uh, it's basically saying 10 Hail Marys at a time while meditating on an aspect of our Lord's life as a way to get closer to Jesus and to love him through the heart of Mary. And in in this way, it's just a very, very powerful prayer to get close to Jesus. It it is also a prayer that's been recommended by a number of um, saints and by numerous popes since the 16th century. You know, Pope Pius IX, who is a saint, said, give me an army saying the rosary, and I will conquer the world. Mm. So the rosary has brought uh, numerous benefits into people's lives, um, both spiritually and also temporarily, just praying for things, you know, they need even as simple as, you know, food for the day. So the, the way the rosary is prayed is you, you know, announce a mystery, whether it is our, you know, our Lord's crucifixion or his birth, and there used to be 15 mysteries of the rosary. Louis de Montfort, um, back in the 18th century, suggested that we should perhaps add a few more. Uh, he was a big promoter of the rosary. He's got a little book on the rosary that um, is very delightful to read, but it wasn't until John Paul 
St. John Paul II came about in, I think, 2002 when he added five more mysteries. So now there's 20 in total, and the general custom is to pick a group of five of those mysteries and meditate on those mysteries every day while saying 10 Hail Marys while meditating on each specific mystery. So it's, it's a very simple prayer. It's based around the Hail Mary, um, which is the, and starts with words from Scripture, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Those words all come from Scripture. And then a simple petition asking her to pray for us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. It was a ro- the rosary was very much used by the Dominicans. The tradition is that the rosary in its form was given to St. Dominic in the 13th century to fight the Albigensian heresy. And the Albigensian heresy said that the spirit was good and matter was evil. And obviously you can think of a lot of um, disruption this would cause in people's personal lives. And so in the Hail Mary we say, Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. So if if Jesus, God, comes from the fruit, if you will, of Mary's womb, then obviously matter must be good. And I would think it's the same thing in this day. While we don't think that matter is evil, in a certain sense we think that all that, all that exists is matter. And uh, I think the rosary kind of puts the matter and the spirit in their proper context, that we are spiritual beings in flesh, and our, our flesh has dignity and beauty to it, because if, if it's union, you know, with our souls, with the spirit, blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. So anyway, that's the rosary in a, in a nutshell. And uh, my recommendation to the students here is that they will not really develop a strong deep spiritual life until they are praying at least 20 minutes a day in um, in real meditative silent prayer. And the best way to learn how to do that is to first make a make a um, promise to say the rosary every day. And the rosary takes about 15 to 20 minutes. And so the rosary is, is a beautiful introduction to um, mental prayer. Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director talking about the rosary today. Let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number if you'd like to uh, spend some time with Father Eric Nielsen today. 888-914-9149. Our email address, com. But what is uh, your experience of praying the rosary, and when did you first start praying it, and uh, why did you do that? And then as you have prayed the rosary for probably a long long time as uh, you look at your faith journey what have been the fruits uh, in your life of praying the rosary and certainly if you have any questions about praying the rosary we invite you to join us as well again toll-free number 888-914-9149 and father eric you talked a little bit about the dominican tradition but uh, the tradition in the church uh, praying with beads is not something new in in any fashion that's been part of the tradition for a long long time right yeah, there is kind of this um, when you when you look at the history of the of the rosary, and um, there's obviously that praying with beads is something that um, came about you know very early in in the church. You know, men would um, just count our fathers. You know, they'd pray. I guess one of the things is the based on the early monks who would pray 150 psalms every day. So there's 150 psalms in in the Bible. 
and the monks would pray these 150 psalms every day. And the monks that were illiterate or maybe the simple brothers that were, were kind of attached to the monastery but weren't really, you know, they weren't in choir, you know, chanting the psalms with the rest of the monks. They would pray 150 Hail Marys and or, or 150 Our Fathers, and they'd count that um, they'd count that with beads. And um, so, you know, it's just a knotted a knotted rope. You know, the desert desert fathers would do that just with knotted ropes. Count our fathers, and then it just got changed to maybe maybe we should do 150 Hail Marys, a little shorter than your father. And then and then it kind of was um, put together by Saint Dominic and Our Lady and turned into the Rosary. Yeah, and you know, Father Eric, as you're talking today, you reminded me of something I've said before, and I've kind of forgotten about it, but uh, thanks for reminding me. The the rosary for me is something as a convert took me a while to get into it and really make that commitment to pray it every day, but I am so taken with, we ask Mary uh, to join us and pray for us in the two most important times in our life, now and at the hour of our death. All we have is now. And we know there's going to yeah. be an end to this to this uh, to this journey uh, in this life, and so to invite her in to pray for us at the two most important times in our journey of faith, it, it just really touches me deeply when I begin to think about that. You know, that's that's you know we're supposed to focus on now, and there's nothing more important than the hour of our death. There's there's a great little story about I forget his name. He was a uh, he was a Ukrainian back in the during the time when um, the Soviet Union was still communistic, and um, he was captured by the communists and put in a prison to die. And because his parents were had some influence in the communist party, they didn't want to kill him outright. So they put him in a prison cell to uh, and just pumped cold air into the cell so he'd freeze to death because it was like, you know, like 10 degrees outside. So they're pumping in cold air. He laid down to die. He felt his eyelashes freeze together. And he thought, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm going to freeze to death in this little cell. And suddenly he felt a warm touch on his shoulder, and he completely warmed up, and his eyes unfrozen. He opened his eyes, and there was Mary, the mother of God, in his cell. And um, he looked so surprised, and she said to him, "Why are you so surprised, Joseph? Didn't haven't you been praying your whole life that I'd I would be there at the hour of your death? And here I am." <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> um, anyway, I think we all, for those of us who are devoted to the Rosary, we all have that um, that that to look forward to. That Mary yeah. will be with us at the hour at the hour of our death. Um, wow, what a great story us. that is! And if, this is probably a, a question I shouldn't ask. Um, or you, I know you'll tell me, knowing you as well as I do, that if it's not a good question, you'll let me know. But, uh, <laughs> you will, I know. But uh, you know, what should the Rosary do for us? Because you know, Father Eric, it's all about me here. But what should the Rosary do for us? Yeah, you know, the Rosary. The thing that I keep my that keeps on students is the rosary just works. It just works. And the first thing that I tell the students is the rosary is like a knotted cord in your spiritual life. And as you're trying to climb up the spiritual life, which is, you know, an ascent, of, you know, the ascent of Mount Carmel is, as um, um, uh, John of the Cross said. And today's the feast day of John Paul II, by the way. We can't forget that. He was a big proponent of the rosary always handed it out to people as every time they shook his hand after a mass and john and pope john paul ii did a um did his dissertation on john of the cross so that's why i bring up john of the cross here today but in order to really grow in the spiritual life you have i'm i'm just big proponent of mental prayer you have to do mental prayer but if you're saying the rosary every day as i tell my students 
if you say the rosary every day, you know, because so often they're on campus, they get a great routine, they go to Mass every day, they're doing mental prayer, they're doing some scripture reading, and then they go home and it all falls apart because they're on vacation, they revert back to being 14-year-olds, and they just watch TV and eat food and listen, you know, have their mom do their laundry for them. But I tell them, if you say the rosary every day, it's a knotted cord, you will not slide backwards in the spiritual life. You might not advance, but you might you won't slide backwards. So I really firmly believe the rosary is a checked valve in our spiritual life that keeps us from falling backwards. It's a humble prayer. It keeps us humble. And spiritual pride is so detrimental to spiritual life. It can keep you out of heaven. And the rosary, when said well, keeps us humble. The rosary also keeps us close to Mary, and I am, again, I firmly believe that we cannot advance in the spiritual life without Our Lady's intercession. We must become like children, said our Lord Jesus. And a child always wants to be close to its mother, and we need to stay close to Mary in her spiritual life. And it's the rosary that, in a sense, that keeps us tied to Mary. We are loving Jesus through the heart of his mother. Nobody loved Jesus more than Mary, and, and we did, we're not capable of that much love. We're selfish, as you say, even as you ask this question, it's about me. We're selfish people. It's always about us. And in order to truly love, it has to be about the other person that you love, and that was Our Lady. Our Lady would gladly have put herself on the cross if it would have saved her son. And it's it's through Mary then that we truly learn how to love our Lord Jesus. Yeah. And then, Father Eric, you brought up your students. How do your students react to your invitation to pray the rosary? You know, it's um, the rosary is getting a rebirth. I think Pope Benedict, back when he was Pope, said that, that you know, the, the rosary is getting a, a rebirth. And the students here um, don't mind it at all. You know, they, 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 they don't um, react against it or you know, feel like it's stupid or it's not going to work. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say they all say, yes, we're going to do it every day and, you know, run off and do it every day. But um, generally their their hearts are open to it. And, um, and just this morning, about um, 25 of us, it was raining really hard this morning, but we got up at 7 o'clock this morning. We decided we we're going to walk around campus praying the rosary. So, um, you know, about 20 of us went for a little hike. And, um, you know, the students were all eager to do it. How did that go? I mean, pouring down rain. Uh, but um, no, yeah, tell fun. us about that. It was wow. fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Well, I mean, you just. You, you, I mean, it's one of those things that you got a mission. You know, our mission is to pray for campus, and you know, the fact that it was raining um, made us feel more joyful. You know, because it was <laughs> something that we could conquer a little bit. So we went for a little walk and said the rosary. So it went really well. We're all a little wet feet when we got back, but that was okay. (laughs) We are uh, talking today about the rosary and praying it. And what has uh, been your experience of praying the rosary? When did you first start praying it, and why did you do that? And then as you look at your journey of faith, have you been able to see the fruits uh, in your life of praying the rosary? Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant. Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. Jesus said to his disciples, 
I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us. Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Good to have you with us on the program today. I'm Chuck Naff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Schaefer answering your phone calls. And Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director. Father Eric, one of our regulars on the program, a priest in the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin, pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the university there in Madison. Talking today about the rosary. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. What's been your experience of praying the rosary? When did you start praying it? Why did you do that? And then have you been able to see the impact of the fruits of praying the rosary? Certainly, if you have any questions, questions about praying the rosary, we invite you to join us as well. Again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father Eric Nielsen, lots of phone calls for you. Let's start with Teresa listening in Oceanside, California. Hi, Teresa. Good to have you on The Inner Life today. Hi there. Thank you for having my call come through. Um, I just know we are speaking of the wonders of the Blessed Mother and her rosary and the power she has over the power of the devil. So I just have one question to ask, and uh, I wondered if there's any way that you could encourage people, please come together and pray the rosary at the abortion centers. Uh, In our group, there's five out of the surrounding five parishes that come. So it seems to me there should be 50 or 100 and so it may be yeah. from you over the airways might encourage a few more people to come out and help us stop this horrendous thing that's happening. Sure, Teresa, I'd be happy to give a plug for that. I've done that many a time, especially here in Wisconsin, also at 2 o'clock in the morning, that's 10 below zero, and there you are with four people marching around abortion clinic praying the rosary. And um, every time you do it, when you get done, I mean, you have the added joy of knowing you prayed the rosary. You've bonded with some people in a very important way, but you've also done something to end the horrible evil of abortion. And just know that most of the people that get abortions, it's not their first choice. They're being forced into it by other people. So not only is that poor child being aborted, but that woman who's having the abortion, generally against her will, is also losing her baby. And prayer really works. The people in the abortion clinic, when they see people praying outside, um, it, it, it makes them pause, it, it, and it, it does convert their hearts. I mean, 
people have left the abortion industry because of the prayers of people outside saying the rosary. Now, whenever I bring it up in mass that we should go to the abortion clinic to pray the rosary, um, people get a little nervous about it who have never done such a thing before. And just as we heard from Father Rocky in the intermission that apostles have to be willing to take a little heat, that the first apostles, they all died martyrs except for St. John. We need a little martyrdom in our life. And being a public witness can be very daunting. But the easiest way to be a public witness and the safest way, I think, is just to pray the rosary in front of an abortion clinic. It really does kind of steal you for the gospel and gives you a greater appreciation for life. So I I think every Catholic should at least at one time in their life have had that experience. And it's not a bad experience. No, and I can tell just even our own experience, uh, Father Eric, uh, when we go down and pray in front of a Planned Parenthood, uh, my wife Judy gets a little nervous. Um, People are not shy about making obscene gestures and uh, sometimes yelling. And so it can get a little intimidating, but uh, just uh, trusting that uh, we're in good hands and uh, show up and and pray and do the best we can with that. And do we need to also, I mean, it would be great. I, Teresa, you're absolutely right. If we had 50 or 100 people praying in front of our abortion clinics to stand up and, and pray for the end to that scourge. But do we have to trust and believe, Father Eric, that even if it's just one of us, even if it's just five of us, us, that it is efficacious. Oh, absolutely. Maybe if it's just one of you, it might be more efficacious than a hundred, just because it takes so much courage just to do it by yourself. You know, that's uh, that, that just one person out there standing alone. Um, I think our Lord might look on that a lot more than, you know, 500 people that just, you know, they're yeah. all part of a crowd. So, and if you if you don't be yelled at, then just go at you know, there's 40 days for life happening generally across the country at different times where for 40 days they try to have somebody there um, praying the rosary outside the abortion clinic. When they're just praying in general, you know, 24-7. And so, you know, just going an off hour if you, if you, you want to kind of get yeah. your feet wet in a gentle way. Yeah, for somebody listening today, and I, I tend to get, in fact, we were uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were praying in front of the uh, Planned Parenthood clinic, and uh, one of the guys who showed up later, after we were uh, finished, uh, he was pretty upset that there weren't more men out there. Now, I understand, guys, that, you know, we've got to provide for our families, we're working, we're doing all sorts of things, but I, I'm, um, even in our adoration chapel, uh, and I, again, I get it, I get it uh, in terms of schedule and everything else. But um, I just would implore the guys listening today, go pray the rosary in front of an abortion clinic. Take times to do that. But, man, when men stand up for their faith, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it gives, it gives everybody else a little bit more confidence. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we got to it's, – it's, it's, it's about the men being faithful. You know, if all the men are faithful, then everybody else will follow. Yeah. Teresa, thanks for the call. Good to have you on the program. Father Eric Nielsen, our spiritual director, talking about the rosary today. And uh, let's uh, take another phone call. And uh, Dennis, listening in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, you're up next. And thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Hello, both of you. Um, um, in the 1980s, uh, one of the parishes I belonged to re um prayed the rosary it was like two decades of the glorious mysteries one of the sorrowful and two of the glorious um father did you ever hear of um that type of rosary and then also what is the 
patriotic rosary, our parish here at St. Peter's, or most blessed sacrament now, is praying it for um, for our country up to the election. Well, Dennis, here you go to St. Peter's in Oshkosh. That's, that's yeah, most blessed the... sacrament. I was a friend of uh, Ralph Rosales and the Mertzes. Oh yeah, wow. The um, yeah, because um, just Chuck says, you know, St. Peter's is a church I was I was uh, baptized in as a, as a little kid. So a little baby, so it's good to have a little call from home here from Oshkosh. Um, I didn't, uh, Dennis, the first thing you mentioned I have never heard of before, um, but the Patriotic Rosary is something that's been, I think it started, you know, maybe about 20 years ago, and it's kind of gained a little bit more momentum. And, you know, there's, in a, in a rosary, not counting the three Hail Marys at the beginning, there's 50 Hail Marys, and there just happens to be 50 states in the Union. So at every decade, you just announce, the, you know, the 10 states in alphabetical order, and then you pray, you know, there's, you pray for the country. So and if you go on websites, there's different prayers that can be said for, you know, before every, before every decade, you know, maybe praying for Congress, you know, praying for the president, uh, praying for the conversion of our country. So, um, you know, that's pretty much the patriotic rosary. Uh, we said it, there's been a, a, a movement to have um, people pray for our country, you know, during these this election year. And so you know, I've, I've said it a couple of times now with groups of people outside the Capitol in, um, here in Madison. Yeah. Dennis, uh, thanks for the call and the patriotic rosary. Yeah, my wife, Judy, uh, play, prays that a lot when she goes to adoration. She she loves it. And when you do that, you just start to realize how many people you know around the country. It's really, it's really oh, oh, amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Is, as they list off the states, you start to think of connections that you have with each state. So Yeah, it, it's, it's a beautiful prayer indeed. Let's uh, take another phone call. Karen, listening in the uh, Chicagoland area, thank you for the call, and welcome. You're on the air with Father Eric Nielsen. Thank you so much for taking my call. I started saying the rosary about 40 years ago when I saw a man on public transportation when I was going to the University of Illinois. He would say the rosary every morning on the bus, and I was fascinated that he used to say it every morning. He just sat there looking at the window and said the rosary. So um, as the years went by, he used to, I could see how kind he was to other people all the time. And so he's the one that made me start saying the rosary again, because we used to say it in my family, but, you know, as you get older, you don't do that kind of stuff. You know, when you're a teenager, you're not going to do that as much. Yeah. Mm, that's a great story. So we should all pray the rosary on the bus and be kind to people and spread the word. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you just don't know. You know what I mean? You never yeah, know you who you're influencing. You know, it's a great prayer to pray when you're driving, too, because you can pray it. You know, and people, you know, the worst rosary is the one you um, didn't pray. And so it's not that you have to pray it perfectly, although you have to put your heart into it. You have to try to do as best you can. You know I mean? You can't just pick it up and just race through the prayers and expect it to do something. You have to try. And as long as you're putting your heart into it, your mind into it, and you're putting your effort into it, it'll have a great effect, even if you're, you know, nursing a baby or, you know, you're, you're in the car and you're the one driving or whatever the case may be, or if you're walking and trying to avoid mud puddles more than, you know, concentrate on the mystery. But... Um, and they, I think it just calms you down while you drive, and suddenly you don't feel like, you know, that anger kind of dissipates from you. And, it, you know, it just, it works. It's just a tremendous thing to be doing. So yeah. send, send the love and the peace and pray it in public. 
Yeah, exactly. Karen, thanks uh, thanks for joining us. And she brings up a good point, or you do, Father Eric. When we pray the rosary, what do we do with the distractions? I mean, there have been times when I've finished praying the rosary and, and have actually said almost out loud, that was horrible. I, yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> awful. Well, that's, that's, you know, I um, there, there was a, um, a priest that had a hard time concentrating on his office, and um, he went to this nun, St. Um, way back in the 13th century, and what should I do? And she asked Jesus, and Jesus told the nun, "Tell him just after after he said the after he said his office and realized how he didn't really do it well, just to say, Lord have mercy and I'll, <laughs> on me a sinner, and I'll make it up to him.' So whenever you do that, Chuck, just at the end of the rosary, just oh Jesus, please have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Lord have mercy. So the, the yeah. So the first thing is that um, we're, we're going to be distracted. I mean, that, that's just life. And the more we fight distractions, the more grace we get from the rosary. So don't think that distractions mean that you're praying poorly. What you want to try not to do is, is to entertain the distractions or give in to them or not fight them. And there's a number of ways to do this. One of the things that St. Rosemarie always recommended is when you announce the mystery, always pause for at least five or ten seconds just to really call that mystery to mind. Just don't race into it, you know. The first glorious mystery, our Father art in heaven. You know, the first glorious mystery, you know, the resurrection. You know, and then just really pause and really call that mystery to mind. Another little trick you can use that... um, um, St. John Paul the Great mentioned is that when you say the word Jesus, you can always say the mystery. You know, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus, risen from the dead. You know, and just pause again there at Jesus. Now, that's probably something you can do when you're praying it by yourself or somebody else that agrees, you know, to have that little addition to it. But um, I would say, just generally speaking, try to pause before each decade and do your best, and then don't beat yourself up. Yeah, and then can we take the distraction and make that part of the prayer? So I'm distracted by a situation with friends or family or whatever. Just bring that situation into the prayer. I suppose you could, yeah. You know, if something keeps, um, if it shows up, I guess I heard from somebody if a distraction shows up three times, you're supposed to, you know, pray about it. So you could, you know, add it to the to the intention of that of that decade. You know, and so on, and really pray for that person, yeah. that that thing that's distracting you. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you bring the interesting uh, pausing after the saying the mystery. I found literally just the other day praying the rosary. When I started changing the rhythm of the Our Father, it I said it better, I think. So it wasn't Our Father who art in heaven; it was Our Father who art in heaven. And so there became oh, yeah. a different kind of rhythm to to saying the prayer. Yeah, you don't want to do that when you're doing it out loud to drive everybody else nuts. And it'll probably work for you for about, you know, two or three months, and then you're going to have to change the rhythm again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, story of my life. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, that's the way it is. You know, whatever whatever it is, we get used to it and it becomes routine. And so we're always trying to put, you know, even with you and your your wife, um, Judy, I know, Chuck, that you're always trying to break up the routine so that your love for her isn't just your routine. You're always trying to do something new and fresh there. And so, you know, we're always trying to do that in our in our prayer to our Lord. Yeah. Father Eric Nielsen, our spiritual director, talking about the rosary. Let's take another phone call way out in Bangor, Maine. Brian listening there. Hello, Brian. Welcome to The Inner Life. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, 
My One of my earliest memories is of my grandmother who uh, came over from Poland when she was 12 all by herself. Uh, she became a maid in New Hampshire. Um, in my earliest memory, she was, um, you know, grasping the rosary and it was a beautiful uh, wood rosary. And uh, I just, I couldn't verbalize it then, but the look on her face and the intensity, you know, the words that come to my mind are, and I'm, I'm walking, I was just walking saying the rosary, so I'm a little winded. Um, <laughs> gratitude, surrender, faith, and trust. If I could, if I was my, the four-year-old back then, I would look at my grandmother's face and now be able to verbalize those. She eventually had, you know, many children, and unfortunately, uh, they grew up very poor. My mom didn't. She, my mom was the oldest. She didn't know who her dad was. Uh, the state came and took um, two of the children away. They kept my mom, the oldest, because she had to care of my youngest, the youngest sister, and also her brother, who was hydrocephalic. Uh, who was injured during uh, birth. So wow. um, after years years later, I understood my, my grandmother's faith. And then <clears throat> over the years, you know, things happened, and the entire family fell away from the faith for some of the typical reasons that you hear. You know, you ask anybody why they've gotten away from the faith, and you're going to hear a variety of reasons. So my parents passed away two years ago. Um or three years ago, two years apart. And I promised them I spent two weeks of lives together. I received the Eucharist every day. I think that helped tremendously. And I promised them um, that I would bring everyone back to the faith if I could. And then, because that's kind of a general promise, so then I promised my men's group that I would start saying the rosary every day. And I've been doing that every day for about a year and a half. And, uh, if if I could if I could visualize this, you know, to me it's like an anchor. And in life, there's two islands you can land on. One is hope, and one is despair. And the rosary is that anchor that if you're starting to go towards despair, you 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 use that anchor, and and redirect your course toward the island of hope. Yeah. This. Uh, God. Well, live with great hope with that, and you're attaching your uh, you're praying for the whole family. It must be a big family, and what what a what a witness your grandmother was. Yeah, Brian, great story. We appreciate you joining us on the program today. Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director. We're talking about praying the Rosary. What's been your experience of praying the Rosary? When did you start uh, praying it, uh, and uh, why did you do that? And in your life, as you think about your journey of faith, uh, what are the fruits of praying the Rosary? We're going to take a break. We'll get to some more phone calls, but you're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. to the inner life on relevant radio you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at inner life show or email us inner life at relevantradio.com. this is the inner life on relevant radio 
Thanks for joining us, everyone. Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director. Father Eric, a priest in the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin, pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center there on the campus of uh, the university in Madison. Talking today about the rosary and praying the rosary. A little bit of time left if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Just a reminder what our election coming up on us really, really quick. Just want to remind you about Father Rocky's uh, new e-book. It's a Vote Your Conscience. This is going to help you learn how to form your conscience around uh, truth, beauty, goodness, and Catholic teaching, and then use uh, that well-formed conscience really in all areas of your life, including voting. This uh, new e-book from Father Rocky, it is free. All you have to do is go to relevantradio.com slash vote, or you can also sign up on the Relevant Radio app. Again, it's free. It's called Vote Your Conscience. You can get it today by going to the website relevantradio.com slash vote and again you can also sign up on our relevant radio app father eric let's uh, get to some phone calls and um westchester pennsylvania brian is listening there hi brian thanks for the call and welcome to the program today yeah thanks uh, and and hi father um i just wanted to share i um had worked for a company for almost 25 years and uh one day my boss came into my office said that we were downsizing and I was going to be let go. And I was totally shocked. It was you know, the job I'd gotten right out of grad school. And I thought, you know, okay, what am I going to do at this point in my life? I'm 53 years old. I was in an industry that really wasn't growing and uh, didn't know where I'd go. And that day I just decided, okay, for every day from now on, I'm going to pray the rosary. And I just done it sporadically before that, but this is one time I just committed to it, and um, I kept continuing to look for other employment. And I ran into someone who was in one of our small groups at church, and she used to be a uh, um, a headhunter. And she said, "Why don't you apply to this company here? They might have position for you, and you know, they do similar work." And so I did, and they said they really weren't interested, but then. Like a month later, I got an email back from them saying that there's a position here that it looks like your resume fits. And to be honest, I don't think it even fit my resume, at least the one I sent them. Um, And the job title was something, if I had seen it separately, I never would have applied for that job. But because this other person suggested that and I got this email, um, I did apply for it and I got the position. And it was only about four, four and a half months from being let go that I got another job, which I think was amazing and really the work of our Blessed Mother. Um, and I'm still there now seven years later, and, it, and it's a better job and better paying job than I had before. So I continue to pray the rosary every day, more in Thanksgiving, for what how, you know, the Lord and Mary looked out for me. And I had two kids in Catholic high school at the time and still paying a lot of tuition bills and in college and so forth. And it's really you know, through her intercession, and I think all that continued, and I could still provide for them, and, and I'm just so thankful. Wow, that's a fantastic story. And, uh, yeah. Her lady wanted you to have the job you needed. 
Yeah. And hey, Brian, I'm just curious, as you were going through the angst of being let go and not kind of uh, knowing where you were going, but committing to praying the rosary during the, the time between you were let go and, and got that new job, was your attitude different? Was there a sense of peace that um, whatever was going to happen was was all going to be good? Was did w- Were you different as a result of praying the rosary? Yeah, I, I think I knew ultimately it would work out. I'm, I tend to be a bit of an anxious person, so I'm always, I mean, I took every day as, as if it was, I was going to work to find a job, you know, looking at every every opportunity I could. But I did feel, you know, a, a sense that um, I was in the divine's hands and that things would work out, whether it's four months or four years. I didn't know how long that would take. Um, but I felt even more of a, a sense of peace and conversion after I did get the position and just realized how powerful um, prayer is, yeah. and um, I just don't doubt it anymore. I just know. Yeah. Great story. And, Father Eric, sometimes when we uh, pray and pray and pray and then something happens, when we look back, <laughs> then we see how uh, our, our Lady, how, how our Lord has worked in our life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what's going to happen when we die, Chuck. When we get up there, we're going to see how, how our Lord was, was acting every step away in our yeah. life and how often we responded to it and how often we didn't. Yeah. Brian, thanks uh, for the call. We appreciate that. And uh, before we get to another call, Father Eric, I know you have a great devotion to the rosary. When did that begin in your uh, in your life to maybe the rosary take on a, a deeper meaning, maybe a more profound meaning in your life? Yeah, for me, it took on a much more profound. I was out of college, and I was kind of trying to figure out my life, and I was working at my uncle's farm, just in living with his family. And they had, you know, they had a a real devotion to Our Lady, and he, my uncle, had rediscovered his Catholic faith. And I was stay, I was staying up one night, and I just came across this book on Fatima, and I read that book, and I read it, I read it straight through, the Miracle of Fatima, and it so impressed me that I made that that night. I made a resolution. I was going to pray all fifteen decades of the rosary every day for the rest of my life. And the next day, I got up and realized what a mistake that was, and I changed it to five decades <laughs> uh, <laughs> <gets> every day. <laughs> and um, but I've been doing it ever since. And I, it was um, just by being very faithful to the rosary. I think over the course of the next two years, that um, in a certain sense won me the grace. Um, to be brought closer mm-hmm. to our Lord through Our Lady, and gave me the grace of my vocation of the priesthood. Yeah, so I wow. would, um, I definitely credit Our Lady with bringing me into the priesthood. Yeah, and you, I have to believe that you see, you see the fruits uh, in your students, uh, in your uh, friends, and people you know, the fruits of uh, praying the Rosary. Yeah, the fruits of the Rosary are. are People begin to develop a a peaceful, solid relationship with our Lord. You know, you can just see a certain peace that descends into their into their hearts, and they have a strength to maintain their spiritual life. So, um, you know, I was and whenever you're in a home where they pray the Rosary every day, you just, there's just always a peace that exists in that home. And so, I you know, I think there should be no family where the rosary is not prayed every day. And I don't think the rosary should necessarily be forced on adults that don't want to pray the rosary. I mean, to force your husband to pray the rosary when he doesn't want to, um, that would not be a good way to inculcate your children with the love of the rosary. Um, But for those who want to pray it 
And I think for them to say, okay, every every day after dinner at such and such a time, we're, we're going to pray the rosary as a family for those who want to pray it. I think you can, you know, make the little kids pray it with you if you want. Yeah. I also think there's a little, you know, I'm not a big fan of, you know, junior leading the rosary, to tell you the truth. You know, like, you know, let the, the eight-year-old lead a decade. Um, I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I like the idea of the the head of the household leading the prayers. Because when the head of the household leads the prayers, you know, they take on an importance, a much greater importance than um, a little kid doing it. You know, if you came to Mass and you were at Mass and all of a sudden, you know, the, 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 after the confidier, the priest said, okay, it's, um, you know, John's birthday today and we're going to have him say the opening prayer. You know, he got up there and, you know, said the opening prayer of Mass. You'd be kind of, you know, you know, how important is this, you know? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of my, my yeah. but that's just me. You know what I mean? Everyone out there do what you want. I, this is, that's just my, my feeling. <laughs> Father Eric Nielsen, our spiritual director. Let's uh, take another phone call. Janet, listening in Marco Island, Florida. Hi, Janet. Welcome to the program. Well, hello, and thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a story to share about the rosary. Um, I'm a Catholic, cradle Catholic, but who left the church and then um, came back. And we did say the family rosary at at times, and then I kind of lost interest in it. And it's been a very difficult prayer for me to come back to. Um, At the beginning of each year, instead of making a New Year's resolution, I kind of talk with the Lord and I see what he puts on my heart. And a couple years ago the beginning of the year, he asked me to pray the rosary. And I just went, you got to be kidding. And uh, because it was just something, even though I did from time to time, but to pray it regularly. So I made a deal with him and I said, I'll pray at least two decades a day. And, um, and I did that. So then last year, I got the message again, pray the rosary and this time the whole rosary. So and in the so, I finally started praying the whole rosary. I said, "Okay, um, I will do that." And I said, "But on my side, you know, uh, Chuck, you were asking what's in it for you." I said, "But I'd like to develop a closer relationship with Our Lady because um, I have a true, deep devotion to the Sacred Heart, and um, and I believe it was our Mother Mary who took me there." But I, I wasn't real close with Mary. And so now in this past, I think it's about a year and a half or two years, that I've been praying the rosary daily, and I've grown to love to pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. I can see my relationship with her is growing. You know, not overnight, but um, I go to her more often. I feel comfortable with her, and um, I can see the, the fruit of that. And and it's not a chore to pray the rosary every day. In fact, I look forward to it. So there are many blessings. And it took me a long time in my life to get there, though. Mm, yeah, but you, you persevered, and that's what you need for prayer. Yeah. You need perseverance, and you need confidence that um, our Lord is there, and you need a little humility to do what he's asking you to do. So pray the rosary with confidence, humility, and um, perseverance, and you'll uh, you'll reap a great reward. Yeah. Janet, great story. Thanks uh, for uh, joining us on the program today. And so, Father Eric, in the 60 seconds or so we have left before we have to ramp things up, somebody listening today who's sitting there listening and taking the big breath, and oh, I know, 
Yes, I should. Yes, I want to. But uh, maybe struggling a little bit with praying the rosary, uh, wants to, but can't find the time, whatever, you know, that they might be saying. What would you say to that uh, listener today? You know, I, I, there, there is no excuse not to pray the rosary. So none of your excuses are valid other than the fact that you just don't have the spiritual energy to do it. And if you don't have the spiritual energy to do it, just do what our last, what our, what our latest caller just did. Just, just, I'm just going to pray one decade a day. You know, that's, that's, you either, either say I'm going to say one decade a day or I'm going to say the rosary, the full rosary every Saturday. Not when I, you've got to make a commitment that's not based on how you feel. And just make some sort of commitment, and eventually you get to say in the whole rosary every day. Yeah. Father Eric Nielsen, our spiritual director. Time to wrap things up. Father Eric, we'd like to close, as you know, with a final blessing for all of our listeners. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, on this feast day of John Paul the Great, we ask that through his intercession and our ladies, that our listeners here will have a deeper devotion to the rosary and have the grace to pray it daily. Um, and again, through our same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father Eric Nielsen, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. Pray the rosary, everyone. It will make a difference in the world. It will make a difference in your life. Trust me, I can attest to that uh, completely. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass here in about 60 seconds. And don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Gail Clark. We're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.